Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Well, welcome back everybody to Wake Up In Your Dream. This is Barry Miracle and we had ourselves a wonderful four weeks when I had Ken Gill on here uh, about four weeks ago and then Tony Slay, another spiritual father. And now this week I'm introducing to you a spiritual father that I've been walking with for nearly 30 years, I would say. And we've pastored together for uh, about 25 of those years. But uh, we're going to hit the topic of grace today. We're going to talk about the difference between mercy and grace. We're going to talk about the, the length, the depth, the breadth of what grace is. And I want to decree and declare over you 2 Corinthians 9, 8 today that says, And God is able to make all his grace abound to you so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound to every good work and charitable, charitable donation. So grace is God's enabling power. Is it more than that? Is it less than that? It, we're going to be hitting these topics. And Reverend Kevin Dowling, uh, has been a, a, one of my best friends for years and appreciated him and working with him. And I'm just so um, glad that he's come on today. I'm very honored to be able to have somebody that I've walked with for nearly 30 years to come on to this podcast and experience and the history that we've walked together and, and me being, I, I, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, I have a strong personality, but I want to just tell you, <laughs> Rev Kev has a strong personality too. And we, as an, as a prophet, I'm known more as a prophetic voice in our church. And Kevin is obviously the apostle and father of the church. And we've worked together and we work through issues. And I remember years ago, we did a, um, a Facebook live on how uh, the apostolic and the prophetic work together and how we've had to work through things. And so uh, it's, it's uh, I think that one of the greatest things that we have dug out is a love beyond knowledge mm-hmm. and unconditional non-negotiable love. And, and that's what we go back to when we disagree upon, we've had very few, uh, disagreements on doctrine uh, over the years, and and we've just and but we've discovered things, and and yes. you know iron is sharpened iron, and yes. all that kind of things. So, <clears throat> I guess without further ado, I could I could flower him up more, and I said uh, uh, when he gets on there today, people are going to think that he's going to walk on water, but uh, and uh, not that he can't if he had to. <laughs> but uh, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to introduce it to Kevin Dowling pastor, apostle, um, church planter, and soon in coming uh, author of a book. What is the title of your book? The title of the book, Barry, is Good for Nothing. Good for Nothing. So that's just that's just a stimulating thought. Good for nothing. And he's going to get into a little bit of that. But um, just just tell, tell them a little bit about yourself. You're living sure. in Belleville. Yeah, well, first of all, let me just say it's a privilege to be on the show with you today, Barry. And Barry is right. We have walked together for a long time, uh, almost three decades. And uh, it has been a wonder to be in relationship with him, to be able to, uh, uh, you know, not only 
walk with him, but also to stand beside him and behind him and, and send him out into the world. And so he, uh, when he comes home, we try, to, we try to harness him and use his gifts and abilities in the house here as much as we can. So we're just so grateful that he is not just a, a prophet to the nation and a leader in the nation, but a, the prophet of our house. And so Barry, thank you again for having me on your podcast here today. And I'm excited to talk about what is probably my favorite topic, which is uh, grace. And so Barry said, tell you a little bit about myself. Yeah. I was raised a Dogen, a Catholic. Yeah. I was a good Irish Catholic boy. Uh, you know, you can't get any more Irish Catholic than being born Catholic. Yeah, having an Irish name like Kevin Michael uh, Dowling and uh, going to a church that's called St. Patrick's. So I was about as Irish Catholic as you could get. And so as a result of that, my walk in Christian experience was deeply rooted in Catholicism, Augustinian theology, all of the rest of it. And when I was 17, I had a real God encounter that... Uh, you know, caused me to just really pursue a deep relationship with God. And the long uh, end of the long story is that I ended up going and listening to the call of God to go into the ministry and have been uh, a youth pastor for 10 years and then planted Desert Stream uh, in 1995. Wow, hard to believe, been that long. 1995. Yeah. And uh, met Barry shortly after that. And he's been walking together with me, uh, I think, since we pretty much first met. So yeah, that's been a wonderful sense. journey. But you got saved in the church that, that I got saved in. That's where, right. Where I dedicated my heart to the Lord. I, yeah. I, it depends on your theology. Yes, it does. <laughs> on your theology of salvation. Like I, grew, I grew up in Pentecost. Mm -hmm. I grew up, my grandfather was the first native ordained by the Assemblies of God. He knew yeah. you, you're ordained with the Assemblies of God. And it's a great movement. And there's... Uh, so you said August, Augustinian, uh, August, Augustinian. Yeah. Um, it's all right. He's been uh, gone for a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, the doctrine and theology mm -hmm. and, and also Catholicism. And, and so you're, you're in, in Catholicism, you're saved through Jesus Christ because of his blood and, and faith in his blood, but also, uh, you know, works in the church. Correct. Right? Through following and, the sacraments uh, yeah, in the church. Yeah. And so you're <clears throat> saved through Christ and the church. And, mm -hmm. and you know, there are a lot of, there, there are a lot of people and you may be listening, you may be a Catholic. And I know that you, you, you're, you're, you're born again because of the blood of Jesus Christ. But, but I mean, at the end of the day, grace is all about the blood. It, grace is all about Jesus Christ and Him crucified. It, grace is all about um, being saved because you don't deserve it. Correct. But it's good. You can be good for nothing. Do you want to just That's get right. into that? Just well, a little bit? how I came Let's up just with dive it, into that. Yeah, sure. How I came up with the title for a book on grace and called it "Good for Nothing" is kind of funny. I I found this uh, story. Where these uh, you know three boys were getting together and they were talking and the and they were talking about their their dads you know and uh, the first little boy said you know my dad is is a doctor so when I'm sick he makes me feel better for nothing and uh, and then the second boy says well you know my dad he owns a a grocery store and he goes and so you know he makes me feel satisfied for nothing. And the third boy said, my dad's a pastor. He makes me good for nothing. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, I chuckled when I, I read that and I said, that's, that's a great name for a book. Yeah. But our experience, when we hear the phrase, 
you're good for nothing yeah. is not like how cute it is in that story. It's yeah. usually in the context of a put down yeah. where somebody's telling us, you know, you're, you're good for nothing. Yeah. And it's meant as a word uh, of condemnation spoken yeah. over our life. Yeah. But the real truth of the gospel of grace is yeah. that God does indeed make us good, but he does it for nothing. Yeah. And I bring that up to sometimes to leaders and they go, no, 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 it does cost us. It costs us everything. Yeah. And I realize that serving Jesus will cost me my whole life, yeah. but my sacrifice still didn't make me good. Jesus' work made me good. Yeah. So I'm still made good for nothing that yeah. I did on my behalf. Yes. It was all the work of Christ. So the statement's still true. Yeah. Regardless of what I commit to Christ after I know him and what he asks of my life yeah. after I commit to him, I was made good yeah. by nothing I did. Yeah. I was made good for nothing. So there, there's a lot of uh, <clears throat> listeners out there today mm-hmm. that are trying to earn their way, trying to do everything they can do you know, cross the T's, dot the I's, live a life of excellence, having a strong will, being disciplined. And those are all good attributes. But what part of grace does that play in it really at the end of the day? At the end of the day, nothing at all. You know, if the Bible says, if, you know, if we could be righteous through the law, in other words, if we could be righteous by being good, then Christ died for nothing. You know, Paul makes that argument so clear in Romans, Galatians. Uh, it's again repeated in Hebrews, whether you believe Paul wrote it or not. Yeah. I mean, uh, the I reality do. is, yeah, <laughs> the reality is the message of God's grace is woven throughout the New Testament. Yeah. That we are made complete by the work of Christ and not by anything yeah. that we did. Yeah, I'm going to do something right off the get-go. I, I just, uh, I'm going to pray for, for a lot of you guys right now that you just have your minds open to receive this. Can you just open up your hearts right now? So, Father God, in the mighty name mm-hmm. of Jesus, I'm asking, Lord, every listener <clears throat> and every listener that will hear this, even years down the road, that they'll stumble upon this. I, I speak to you right now, Peter. I speak to you, Peter. You're listening to this, and it, it mm-hmm. doesn't even make sense But you're why you're listening and you're, and you're hearing this. And I want to say, uh, Peter, that you have not gone too far. You are at this place on purpose, with a purpose, and that God's grace is available. You feel like you've fallen away from, from things and you, you've lost your way. And I just say you're one repentance away. And, and I just speak to everyone right now that's mm-hmm. trying to earn their way. And, and you, feel, you feel really disappointed because you've, you've uh, messed up really bad. I just want to say come home. You just got to get out from underneath the law. Just get out from underneath Mm -hmm. everything that is trying to condemn you. Just plead the blood of Jesus Christ. Ask the Father to save you in the mighty name of Jesus. And I just pray for grace over you to repent and return. Come back to the Father, even as the prodigal son did. I pray this Mm -hmm. right now in Jesus' name. And I just lift off condemnation. I lift off shame. And I just call you back home in the mighty name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, amen. Amen. So, so Rev, the good for nothing. You, It's all the blood plus what? The blood plus the blood equals, you know, what we get for free, right? He <laughs> exactly. paid it all. He you paid know, it all. You know, um, the, the most famous scripture is John three sixteen: For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whomsoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. It's, it's we tap into the grace of God through uh, or by faith in what Jesus did, right? Yeah. It, it's, in fact, the Bible says we're saved uh, by grace through faith. So the only way we even access 
that grace of God, that empowering yeah. work done through the blood of Christ on the cross yeah. is by faith. Yeah. We can't acquire it by any other means. If someone came to God and said, look, God, I've been good. Uh, I, I, you know, I've given uh, so much of my income away. I've, I've, you know, I've taken care of people. I've done this. I've done that. Could I have your grace? Yeah. He'd say no. No. He said, I can't give it to you because of what you did. I can only give it to you if you'll put your faith in Christ. Yeah. That's my, where you get what grace. What my son did. Yes. What it's my, what he did, not what so, you did. You know, there's a bracelet that was popular. You know, what would Jesus do? Yes. Uh, well, we know what Jesus would do because we know what Jesus has done. Exactly. So it's not about what necessarily what we should do. It's what Jesus has done. That's the name. That's the game changer. Yeah, we should get a new bracelet that said, "What did What did Jesus do?" Yeah, that's what we should be wearing on our wrist. Yeah, absolutely. I want, what I, did Jesus do? I just want to let you know. I've already marketed. I've <laughs> Have already, you? You already, already marketed that. That's a good I've call. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good call. No, I, uh, I just lied on, <laughs> on national uh, programming. Um, but if no, you haven't marketed it, you probably you should. should. You know, yeah, maybe yeah, I'll I'll, I'll market them with the book when I get it out there and, and hand them out to yeah. people. But so important to understand it's it's our faith in what Jesus did that taps into the enabling power of God. Exactly. Yeah. You know, a lot of times we use those two words uh, interchangeably. You know, we talked about this before: grace mercy and, and grace. mercy. Yeah. Mercy, right? Grace yeah. and mercy. Yeah. And. And, and they really mean different things. I, I have a simple way of explaining to people the yeah, difference. Yeah, tell us. And uh, I, I tell people all the time, mercy is God not giving me what I deserve, right? So in other words, uh, I deserve death. I deserve punishment. I deserve all of those things uh, because of my sin. Yeah. And mercy is God not giving me what I deserve. But grace is God giving me what I don't deserve. So grace is giving me life. Grace is giving me power. Grace is giving me victory over sin and eternity as my home. And he does it not because I deserve it, but because he just lavishes it upon me through Jesus Christ. You know, I started off the podcast today quoting a scripture in 2 Corinthians 9, 8, mm -hmm. that God is able to make all his grace abound to us so that in all things at all times, having all that we need, we will abound to every good work. So I've, um, I've, I've attributed grace to God's enabling power. Right. It, that, that's correct, I would say, right? Yeah, that's a very excellent uh, theological definition of grace, God's yeah. enabling power. Yeah. Uh, it, it's his enabling power to overcome sin, his enabling power to overcome, uh, you know, a, a lost eternity. God's enabling power for us to walk as family with yeah. him is given to us by grace. Yeah, and so, so mercy... Is say your definition again for mercy. Mercy is God not giving everybody yeah. what they deserve, yeah. but grace is God giving us what we don't deserve. It's because of His blood that we receive mercy for this the the grace the spirit of grace to come into our life. I believe that the spirit of grace is Holy Spirit. I believe mm -hmm. that the spirit of grace comes into me, and I you know First Corinthians six seventeen says, if you join yourself to the Lord, you become one one spirit with him mm -hmm. and so the the mercy of the blood gives the power of the grace of the coming into our lives and the connectivity of holy spirit so let me just ask you this really um difficult question okay and i'm we're way ahead of where we where, where i thought we were gonna go but <laughs> but we're here now and i just want to ask you this question sure when it says fall from grace mm -hmm. and i'm gonna i'm gonna read a scripture and it's in Galatians chapter. Actually, no. Let's read the one in Hebrew. There's two, two in Hebrew, and I and 
uh, I mean, sorry, two in the Bible that, that we kind of talked about just a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 26, it says, For if we sin willfully, after we have received the knowledge of truth, there is no longer remains a sacrifice for sin, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation, which will devour the advers- adversaries. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is one of those ominous scriptures is oh, like yeah. that one that i heard many pentecostal sermons preached on that one calling us to repent from everything from uh pornography to drug addiction yeah. to uh to lying, i don't know to lying your anything and you're yeah. and you're going to hell if you continue in that sin and the verse has nothing to do with that at all yeah and i think that's uh that's very clear from the context, and yeah. yet it gets used that way all the time, Barry, like a weapon to chastise, chastise people, as though we are saved by Christ's salvation on the cross and then being a good boy yeah, by living free from sin. And that's not true. That's not how we're saved. When the truth is, I'm good for nothing. <laughs> that's right. I'm good because of what he's yeah. already done. Yeah. And I'm able, if I'm able to live good at all, it's because I'm already made good yeah. by Jesus Christ. So the, the, the answer to that question is in the rest of the context. If you were to pull out your Bible, at least in the New King James, it'll tell you uh, in chapter 10, the heading above the first few verses, starting verse 1, is animal sacrifices are insufficient. Right. Then if you go down a little further at verse 11, it'll tell you Christ's death perfects the sanctified. Right? Right. right. And uh, then it tells us in verse just above verse 9, a little title heading there of that section, hold fast your confession. And then right above the verse you just read isn't a word of condemnation, but the just live by faith. And so if you go on to the next verse, right after where you stopped, Mm -hmm. verse 28, 28, it says, anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much worse punishment do you suppose will will he be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God Underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing and insulted the spirit of grace. The spirit of grace. How do we insult the spirit of grace? In context, if you read it, he's not talking about because we continue in some nagging sin or habit that we have. It's talking about going back and trusting in the law to bring us and make us good rather than the sacrifice of Christ. Treating the sacrifice of, of Christ with contempt treating it as something common when it's not. It was the cosmic event that changed everything, Barry, paid the price for you and I, and only by trusting in that am I saved. If I go back to trusting in my works, if I go back to trusting in the law, that's the sin it's talking about. There's no greater sin than go back to trusting in yourself or in the law. uh, In in Romans, Mm -hmm. I think it's chapter maybe 8. I'm I'm not positive. Uh, I can check it up in a minute. But it... um, Christ died once for all. Once for all. So he's he's not. And if you if you take yourself out from underneath the work of grace and the work of what Jesus did, and then you go back underneath the law, then there is no more sacrifice Correct. that get, is going to be made for you because he's not going to go oh track you down and say oh I'm going to shed my blood again for you because you're now underneath the law again. And so we as ministers. 
of the of the the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, ministers of grace. We we have to be careful on what we're how we're presenting because it almost becomes an earned deserve Correct. again. And and ladies and gentlemen, I want you to be healed today of an orphan spirit, where where we think that we have to be doing all these things to measure up so that we can stay in the house or that we can stay in the family or if we're good enough, then maybe we'll get adopted. I want to tell you, Jesus was good enough. And he brought the spirit of adoption into this world. Mm. And, you, and by the blood of Jesus Christ and by the spirit of the living God, you have already been adopted. There's nothing more you have to do to go to heaven. There, there, are, there are things that we must do to bring heaven to earth. I mean, there's things that we have to, at the consecrated life, for the spirit of God to flow through us and establish the kingdom of God. But for you to be a son or daughter of God is absolutely, costs you absolutely nothing nothing and you are the spirit of adoption is upon you and i just release it into your lives right now the spirit of adoption to come all over you and that you would begin to receive the spirit of grace and you would receive Mm -hmm. this free gift you don't have to clean up to to be good you don't have to clean up to be able to go to church you don't have to clean up he wants to even use flawed vessels and and, amen yeah are, are you familiar with uh uh, a gentleman named uh, Charles Horton Cooley. I think I am. He, he's an American psychologist who came up with a thing called the looking glass uh, self theory. Okay. And and basically he was saying that your view of yourself yeah. is developed by how you believe the people most important in your life view you. Oh, wow. Right? So he said how we tend to develop this image of ourselves that's based on how we perceive other people view us. Right. So when we're young... Uh, you know, and we live in a good environment, a healthy environment, then we have a healthy view of ourselves because it's based on how our parents, the people closest to us, yeah. have, have uh, you know, talked about us and, 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 and we've seen ourselves through their eyes. Yeah. But when we go to the schoolyard, you know, and the kid calls us four eyes or calls us this or calls us that, you know, that, that image of ourselves may take a hit. But then later as an adult, it comes back to being rooted in who our spouse thinks we are, who our children think we are, et cetera. Yeah. Well, this is, why am I saying that? It's because you need to understand who you are is to be based on who the most significant person in your life thinks you are. It's on who Jesus says you are. And so if he says, Barry Miracle, yeah. you are my beloved son. Yeah. You are a good man. Yeah. You are uh, one of my favorites. I love you. I adore you. Uh, I have gifted you and empowered you to do so many things. And you accept the view that your father has of you, then how much healthier are you going to be? And that's really what we're able to do by God's grace. We're able to see ourselves as sons and daughters and immerse ourselves in a in an understanding of ourselves through the lens or the eyes of the Father. And when we see ourselves the way our Father sees us, it changes everything. And we're able to live lives that are far above yeah. The sinful life that we lived before. Oh, my word. Far above, because we know we're loved by our Father. So it boils down to which voice you're listening to. Exactly. A, a lot of the times, and and condemnation and shame that, you know, will drive you from the throne. Conviction drives, you know, pulls you towards the throne. That's right. But, but condemnation and shame always drives you away. So I think it's in Isaiah 54, it says, whose report are you going to believe? Mm-hmm. 
And, and so that, that's, you know, a huge part of walking out the life of grace is really understanding what the new covenant is mm-hmm. and stop living out of the old covenant. That's we, right. We, we are in a much more excellent covenant, the covenant of grace, Absolutely. the covenant of mercy. And so that, we, and, and a lot of people have been preached to and preached down to and, and tried to, you know, use religion to be their opium or, or the religion to be the controlling thing. If we'll just get them fearful enough that that's right that that the, we can control, then them. they'll behave. Then they'll behave. <laughs> so it's it's behavior modification, yes. not life transformation. Yeah, religion is uh, is the whole modifying and trying to get you to be this certain uh, you know elite person. But when Jesus Christ comes into your life, yeah. It's life transformation, and you actually have the spirit of righteousness yeah. that is able, enabling you to live a life of righteousness. Right. And it's all, you know, the thing is that God saves you by grace. Yes. He sustains you by grace. He's preserving you by grace. That's and right. He will present you by grace. All by grace. All by grace. <laughs> Jesus paid it all, all. Yeah. not part of it. He yeah. paid for all of it yeah. past, present, future. Uh, all my all my failures and my greatest days, yeah. all of it are ab- enabled and covered by His grace. It, it's 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 really a remarkable message that we have. Yeah. You know, one of the things we we've done here at our church in in communicating ourselves to our city is we are desert stream, and then we have three words. Yeah. Right. Belong, believe, and become. become. But you know, the gospel that most people hear is not belong, but believe, become, but is instead believe yeah. right yeah. and then become and then you're allowed to belong right, right? yeah and uh, in fact some people would even put another word in there behave as right. soon as you behave a particular way yeah. because of what you believe then you can become a good person and now you can belong not the way jesus operated he said you're my child you belong and because he says you belong then if you believe that and accept that yeah. then you can become all you were intended to be belong believe become yeah and it's because of the scripture found in uh where is it first corinthians 5 no second corinthians 5 i think it's 21 mm-hmm. it uh it says he who knew no sin was made to be sin right so that we could become the righteousness, righteousness of, of god. god in christ jesus that's right you know and then in galatians uh, 5 23 i think it is it it it, it talks about no galatians I'll have to find that. <laughs> but it, it speaks about how that he became the curse. He became the curse uh, so that we could become his righteousness. That's so, right. So, I mean, he was hung on a tree and who yeah. was hung on a tree has become the curse. He curses right. anyone who was hung on a tree. Yep. And and so, um, so that we could be set free. He mm-hmm. became the curse for us. So this, we have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus on our worst day. On our worst day. And that's the whole message of grace. That, yeah. That he, he doesn't look at us the same, that all things have passed away and all <clears throat> things have become brand new. And one of the things I think that helps us to understand those passages in the Bible that talk so much and frequently about righteousness is yeah. most of those uh, verses, the word for righteousness, and I won't get into the Greek pronunciation and everything else, but the word means to be in correct standing, not to be, or in correct alignment, yeah. not to be pure or holy or yeah. sanctified. Yeah. So we tend to have this sense of which I'll be made pure and holy. And what the verse is saying is that, you know, um, 
Well, for example, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It doesn't mean seek first the kingdom of God and then seek to be holy, pure, and, mm-hmm. because then it puts it back on you as a gospel of works. Yeah. But it says it means to seek first the kingdom of God and to be in alignment with him, yeah. and then all these things will be added unto you as well. Yeah. The word is really talking about alignment. And righteousness is about being in right standing, right alignment with Christ. And when I'm aligned properly with him, then all these things can be added unto me. And how do I get in right alignment with him again? By grace. Not by hard work, but by grace. The prodigal son who, you know, we know that story in Mm -hmm. in Luke 15 and where he wants to, you know, get all the um, inheritance inheritance from his pop and, and go. And then we find out that he spent it on wine, women, and, you know, a very avarice, terrible lifestyle, and he and he blows all of his money, and, and then when the money's gone, the friends are gone, and he is in a pig pen in, mm-hmm. a, in a foreigner's land, yeah, and trying to fight the pigs for for pig food so he can eat, and then he comes to himself, correct. And may this be a coming to yourself moment. I don't know who's listening and what level uh, you're at in your life of your acceptance and and or in your walk with Christ or or you're maybe uh, backslidden at this point. I just I just say to you, come home. All you have to do is think to yourself this thought: the servants have it better. So guess what? You're better uh-huh. than a servant. You're a son. Do you know, Barry? That story is even more incredible. We were sitting in a small group one night, and an older gentleman in our church, just a beautiful sage in the church. Uh, his name was Bruce and uh, we were talking about the prodigal son and we were talking about the same thing you just said he came to his senses the father was there and uh, but he said something that changed my life forever he said at what point in the story of the prodigal son come on now did the prodigal cease to be the father's son and we got quiet nobody said anything and then finally I had to admit regardless of what my theology told me I had to say he never stopped being the father's son And the old gentleman said, you're right. And the father was sitting there looking for him every day. Every it day. wasn't the day that he came to his senses the father was looking for him. Mm. He was looking for him every day. Every he day. never stopped being his son. Even though he was not living as a son, wow. he never stopped being the son. And, and that story, it, just, it, it took a whole new perspective for me yeah. that he never stopped being the father's son. The father loved him. The father adored him. He stopped living like a son, yeah. but he was still the father's son. Yeah, and all he had to do is go back. All he had to do is go back. So what is it to repent? It's to turn and go back up. That's what it means. Go 180 degrees in the other direction. Yeah, and uh, just walk away from the path you're on and go back to the path you know. And and the father's looking to embrace you. He wants to give yes. you the ring of the, the ring of authority. He Amen. Wants to, he wants to give you a robe of righteousness, and he and he wants to give you back the 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 identification that you are once again a son or a daughter of God. He wants to give you that ring of, of, of authority, but shoes of a son. He wants to, he wants to clothe you again. Mm. And the, one of the, the revelations that God gave me on that scripture, uh, Rev, several years ago, is that when he met him with the robe of righteousness, I call it the robe of righteousness, but he, he met him with that robe and he wrapped the robe around him. He didn't clean him up first. Nope. He didn't take him and no, shower he him. He didn't have the people perfume him, whatever. They, he just wrapped that robe of righteousness around him and that robe of righteousness began to displace everything that he just came out of. Exactly. It's that, it's when, when Moses was on the side of the hill, 
and he was taking care of the sheep in Exodus chapter three, and he gets a glimpse of the of the fire burning, and then the Bible says he he says I will turn aside now. When he turned aside. The Lord said to, to him, take off your shoes for where you're standing is holy ground. I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, you have something on the inside of you called Holy Spirit. You have something on the inside of you called eternity. Uh, it, it, the, the price has been paid for your accessibility, and now it is time to use it and come home. I pray right now that you, as we've been sharing today, and we're just ending up at, a, at about a half an hour right now, so we're just going to close it off for now, but I just want to say, come home. Mm-hmm. Receive come home. The, the gift of grace. Do, you're not a dirty, rotten, Mm-mm. scumbag sinner saved by grace. You, you have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus That's right. by the blood of Jesus Christ. Your faith in the blood and what Jesus did is your price. Your belief is your price, so mm-hmm. just believe again and and you are you there there's people that if they are even listening to me and you thought maybe i've sinned away my day of grace i i did the, the thing that was just impossible and and now i'm 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 suffering i just want to say i break the lie uh, that is coming against you and i say come home there you uh, i break off that spirit of condemnation mm-hmm. you just tried to do it by your own works and maybe you made judgments and and judgments come back against you but i repent for making those judgments and just say god Give me the grace to repent today. Give me the grace to be able to come home. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you, you're going to be fine. You just need to return to the Father. He wants to clothe you with a robe and with shoes and a ring of authority and bring you back. And we have another thing, Kevin. Yep. Um, I'm just going to have you pray for the people in a minute. But uh, one of the other things we have that we say around here, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I, I don't know. We go ahead and tell tell it, and I'll tell you if I agree with same, it. Same, <laughs> same wage. Same wage. <laughs> Maybe we'll get into that in the next podcast. Yeah, yeah. So same, <laughs> so same wage, uh, and God wants to return you, and not to lesser than status. Mm-hmm. That you have full sonship or full daughtership, if you want. Yes. In the kingdom of God, as you Amen. Return. Yeah. So, Rev, I don't know what's on your heart to just pray for the people. But would you take a minute? Yeah, Father, I thank you so much that. Uh, I'm here today and Barry's here today not because of anything that, Lord, we have accomplished in our strength. But, by the grace. but Father, we're here because you reached down by your grace and your mercy. Father, you took away the punishment that I did earn and deserve and you didn't give that to me. And that, Father, instead you poured out into me something that I never earned or deserved. And that was your incredible grace. And Father, as a result of that, every listener to this podcast today has access through the blood of Jesus Christ, simply by believing it by faith to Lord, that same grace, that Lord, that in, in an instant, Lord, we can be moved from a pathway of death and destruction and be adopted you, into the family of God Thank you, by trusting in the grace of God, the work, the blood of Christ sacrificed for me. Lord, I pray today that, Lord, if there are those listening, that, God, they've been sitting on the fence. They've been wondering whether you love them or not, that, God, they would understand today that not only do you love them, but that you are reaching out to them with that love to adopt them back into your family, to take them in as as a son or a daughter, to love on them by grace, and that, Lord, they don't have to earn it, they don't have to sacrifice for it, they don't have to do anything, that, Father, instead they're brought in as family. And then once they're family, they're going to live a different life because they've encountered God. 
Father, I thank you for it today, and I give you praise for all of them. And Lord, we we ask you to show them uh, incredibly how valuable and wonderful they are to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So this is Barry Miracle and Reverend Kevin Dowling. (laughs) I call him Rev Kev. And uh, signing off for now. But if you have any... um, questions or you want to you know give a praise report or you've given your heart to the lord we'd love to send you a bible and my book but uh, just go to barrymiracle.ca and give us your testimony let us know and please you know like and subscribe to this podcast download and share it out with people if you think this is worth their listening so anyway barry miracle signing off till next week bye for now Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.